All right, so we've got some. We're taking it back today with a little James Bond connection. James Bond connection. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that trailer was so good. Um, yeah, Daniel Craig. Uh, what's your name? I know her last name is Armas. Yeah, like um, Anna de Armas, or like, but Marta in this movie yeah. is the new Bond girl. Uh, and and uh, she looks really good yeah. in the trailer for the new Bond movie. Uh, and Lashana Lynch um, saying, like, stay in your lane or I'll yeah, shoot like, your kneecap. I'll shoot your knee. The good one. Yeah. <laughs> or the one that works. The, the one, one that works. works. Yeah. <laughs> Uh yeah, I'm I'm excited for that. I, I'm so cautiously optimistic because I remember walking out of Spectre being like, that movie was great! And then watching <laughs> Spectre again like a month later and being like, yeah, yeah. that movie was great. <laughs> it's watchable. Um, but yeah, you, Colin, uh, I'm, I'm slowly converting my co-host to comic book people yeah. uh, through, through navigating my way, their, their path through the things that they already love. So, uh, it started with that Picard comic. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's so good. Uh, and now there is a, uh, James Bond comic. I mean, I'm sure there's been one before, there, but there have been before, but yes. Uh, but this is a new one that is written by, uh, Vita Ayala and. Danny Lore, who are I know Vita is non-binary and I believe Danny is non-binary as well uh, non-binary black queer people and writing James Bond writing sign, James sign, James sign Bond, me up which is so wonderful yeah. in terms of how much Ian Fleming would despise it with every part of his being <laughs> horrible, it makes horrible. me so happy uh, so yeah that's really exciting um, and I think you should check that out um, I went to the comic book store and I didn't see it there um, so I'll have to ask about it next time I go because uh, I might wait to pick it up on, until it's like on trade paperback, but because mm. um, I have a lot of single issues that I'm behind on right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that's something that uh, I think you would particularly enjoy. Calling. Yeah, I'm going to go <laughs> seek this out. <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, from Bond to Daniel Craig and. Uh, Del, Del Armas, I can't remember her first name. I should probably just look it up because we should look that up. would be the thing that makes sense to do. Uh, but yeah, we're talking about Knives Out today, um, which is Ryan Johnson's latest movie and his first like original like since his, Star like, Wars. Written and directed Ryan Johnson. Yeah, uh, uh, Anna De Anna De Anna Armas. De Armas. Yes. yes. So yeah, I'm excited. Because <laughs> uh, just right off the bat, I love this movie. <laughs> this movie was a lot of fun. Yeah, I watched it uh, the first time. I think right before Thanksgiving, like on the twenty third, and like right when it came out. Yeah, I, well, technically it was like an advanced screening because I think it came out like the twenty seventh, like right. nationwide. Um, but yeah, I was like, I watched it and I was just like, yeah, this is so much fun. And I think everyone needs to watch this because it's just a blast of a movie. Um, but yeah, it is, uh, the movie of a family coping with their father's death. Uh, and in the, the patriarch who is a mystery novel author. Yeah. Like very rich off of writing mystery novels. Yeah. Harlan Thrombey, uh, is his name. 
And, and I love that the opening 10 minutes of the movie kind of set up the world and set up the murder because it's a whodunit, right? That's mm-hmm. a murder mystery. Um, and they don't do any talking in that first five, 10 minutes to set it all up, right? It's all just visual cues and like, we can understand things without having to have dialogue that explains it. Yeah. <laughs> Which I really I think the first thing that comes up is like, uh, is when the housekeeper, Fran, is finally discovers the body and then like drops her tray and like says like oh shit and yep. that's, that's, like, the, that's first the first words. line yeah. yep yeah. <laughs> yep um but yeah it's uh christopher Plummer is uh harlan thromby and yeah what a, what a treasure what a joy isn't he wonderful yeah oh this just got 10 percent better <laughs> yeah uh and this yeah it's a very stat cast we've got uh chris evans as uh ransom we've got tony collette as Joni, who's like the uh, Gwyneth Paltrow, like uh, the, the lifestyle guru, lifestyle who's like, like she married into the family and then her husband is dead, but she's still around. Yeah, <laughs> like and I love how we like get like. All right, we'll get into it. Cause, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I love her, the name of her company too, uh, which is called Flam. Yes. As in like Flim Flam. Flim Flam, as, as yeah. in like not real. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> but we have Michael uh, Shannon. Yes, uh, who is, I think, Walter. Yeah. Yes. Um, who is, um, he's the oldest son. I think he's the oldest he son. And yeah. um And... Um, Jamie Lee Curtis, Linda, is the oldest daughter. Yeah. Uh, but she, like, got remarried, has, like, a different last name, and is married to... To Don Johnson. Yeah. To Don Johnson. Welcome back, Don Johnson. <laughs> you guys remember Don Johnson? <laughs> uh, yeah, that was... Yeah, there was, there was some people, like, some deep pulls and some, like, heavy hitters. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, yeah, this movie was... Uh, I'm trying to think about, like, the... The plot, because I just keep thinking about how much fun I had watching it. But and there's I feel like, like we very little we can movie. say before we get into spoilers because yeah. it's a whodunit. So yeah, and I think the interesting thing about this movie too is that they do give away like the the quote unquote twist in the middle of the movie. Like yes. It, yes. it like it yes. like happens like by probably forty five minutes into the movie, we know what happens, and uh, and then. Yeah, you're thinking the whole time, well, like, what else is there? And then there's still so much more. It's so much fun misdirection, right? Yeah. It's like the so best. Much fun misdirection, yes. but there was also, like, when they give away the, like, what happened in the middle, there was a thing there where I was like, oh, obviously this happened. And I was like, oh, mm-hmm. and it did. It did. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> like, but yeah, really so. And, uh, and I, I, I love that this is the movie Ryan Johnson does after Star Wars because it's one location, basically one set, basically <laughs> a bunch of people, no special effects or very minimal special effects. Like, and everyone's clearly having a ball. Yeah. Daniel Craig yeah. is Daniel Craig 100% is ham. Love it. Love just it. Love it. Milking yeah. a Savannah yeah. accent. Yes. Like Daniel Craig just being Southern and it's great. Yeah. Because, yeah, so Daniel Craig is uh, Benoit Blanc, uh, who has been anonymously hired, who he doesn't even know who has hired him, to uh, investigate what has been been determined initially as an apparent suicide uh but he's brought in with 
the police who is played by uh, Lakeith Stanfield mm-hmm. and I don't know the other guy um, but oh yeah, my god yeah, his yeah. performance was also he delightful. He was so good. Uh, <laughs> Noah Segan. Okay, yeah. yeah. Uh, who are uh, Detective Elliot and Trooper Wagner. Yep. Uh, and yeah, the Wagner's performance <laughs> is just like so delightful. He's like total fanboy of like yeah, he murder loves mystery. All these books, and, like, he's read everything <laughs> and he's like oh it's the, the same thing from this book. Yeah. <laughs> he's like pointing out all the props that are around the house and uh, you know yeah, yeah. <laughs> whereas Lakeith Stanfield is just the straight up detective and just trying to solve the case and be yeah. like alright yeah. calm down yeah. he's the straight man in the movie yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah they're uh, brought in and uh, initially after like the initial round of questioning uh, we discover that Marta uh, is not able to lie without like regurgitating, like literally puking. Yeah, she throws up when she <laughs> lies. When she thinks about lying, she throws up. Yeah. Which and... is such a beautiful, lovely, contrived device. Oh, which yeah. It's totally in this type of like Agatha Christie type world, right? This type yeah. of whodunit where, of course, there's someone who, who can't, can't lie. Tell lie. Yeah, yeah. Who can't lie without throwing up. Uh, and so she becomes kind of his. Uh, Watson. She becomes yes, Watson. Watson. Yeah, he calls exactly. her Watson throughout the film. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah I, all right. We'll have we, to get into yeah. this in spoilers because there's one yeah. part that just, just like, delighted to, me. We should just move to spoilers. Uh, there's lots of parts that delighted me that I can't get into. Without. We should just move to spoilers. <laughs> I do think like, well, we can talk a little bit about like the relationship, the dynamics okay, of like sure. the family here. Um, because yeah, we've got like all of these different characters who, um, you know, Marta was pretty much... Um, not just uh, Thromby's, like, Harlan's nurse, but, like, also, like, a good friend to him. Uh, and I do love that we get, like, a legitimately, like, nice guy who, like, actually, like, worked for the money that he has. And you can kind of, like, <laughs> see that, like, while um, while his, like, family... We, we really get to see an interesting d- dynamic of, like, yeah, like, just that first generation that, like, where they talk about how they're self-made constantly, but then yep. we get all of these, like, very clear, like, undermining moments of, like, oh, yeah, like, except for, like, that million-dollar loan. Uh, that I built myself yeah. up from the ground up, yeah. except for the one million-dollar loan <laughs> yeah. from my dad. Yeah. And again, that's the Bill Gates story, right? Like, he built it in the garage with a million-dollar loan from his yeah. parents. <laughs> yep. And so, yeah, you get a lot of uh, really interesting... It, it sort of reminded me of Get Out in a little, in a way of their, um, this very clear, um, like criticism of, you know, privilege mm-hmm. and, you know, like how and, that and white liberalism goes. in a way. Yeah. Yes. Oh yeah. White liberalism uh, very clearly. Uh, yeah. and also, you know, the, Nazi boy, like yes. who is just, like very clearly the a Nazi, who's just and, an alt-right troll. Yeah, and like no one ever like takes it seriously. They're just like, oh yeah, that's just like a little fun thing that he does. They're yeah. like, it's like, yeah, that's uh, he's a dick. Yep. <laughs> and you're raising a piece of shit. Yep. <laughs> um, and I mean, ransom is ransom. So he's like just like that clear, like just that uh Entitled. like yeah. you know douche bro who <laughs> just gets whatever he wants and has never had to work for anything a day in his life he uh, literally and, has never had a job yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh 
And played so wonderfully by Chris Evans. Yeah, uh, I, I love seeing Captain America as a bad guy. Like, anytime <laughs> Chris Evans comes in as a villain, I'm like, yes. <laughs> He's just such a dick. It's just hilarious. <laughs> and I love uh, his uh, knit sweaters. Like, yes. Uh, like which thick was... cable knit sweaters. That, yeah. that have holes in them and are only, you see the holes at revealing times in the movie. Yeah. Like, <clears throat> really clear, thoughtful costume designing. Well done, whomever it was. <laughs> it reminds me of uh, I don't know if you've gotten this far in Shit's Creek, so it might be a little bit of a spoiler. But I'm like in the beginning of season five right now. Okay, okay so yeah, yeah you yeah, got yeah. this far. It's like when um, David's like ex returns to like yes! photograph yes! Mora, where he like yes. describes him as like, oh yeah, like he's wearing something that like looks like shabby, but probably costs but he like probably $400 paid like four hundred dollars for that sweater yeah. because the holes are strategically placed yeah, in exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Uh, love a little cro- uh, Shit's Creek crossover. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we should just make that a recurring thing where we have to relate it to Shit's Creek, anything we're reviewing. Right. <laughs> uh, and then, yeah, we get their relationship to Marta, which is also this very, um, like, saccharine level of, oh, you're Oh, she's you're such a member of like, the family. She's just like our family. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. uh, but at the same time, they're like, uh, every person that, like, talks about with her about, like, her not having been invited to the funeral was like, oh, well, I was outvoted, I was outvoted. by the rest of the family. And then they also, like, say she's from, like, three different South American from, countries. Uh, like, Ecuador, Paraguay, Uruguay, and Brazil. Yeah. Exactly <laughs> 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 <Badly> different. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, it's it's this, like, definite, uh, there's a definite barrier there. But, of course, they're, they're very, like, oh, well, she's, like, family to us. And the only person that she really does feel like family too is Harlan Mm -hmm. like more so than most of his actual family for a lot of the movie yeah and Um, and they do the like she's one of the family so thoughtfully where I don't think this is a spoiler where Don Johnson is waving her over to join right to join into our terribly racist discussion about like the immigrants coming here to take everybody's job yes yes so the first time you see it you think it is a genuine like oh come on over have a seat come join the conversation the second time you see it is revealed to me what you just said Colin right and you're like oh of course that's the moment they wave her over and then I just want her perspective I just want her perspective on it at the end of that scene, he just like lifts up his plate for her to like take, take yeah. without like, without making eye contact, yeah, with, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> without acknowledging it, just holding the plate in the air. Take the plate, yeah. So yeah, we see just how much of a member of the family she is considered by everyone other than Harlan. Yep. <laughs> yep. Um. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. We're probably gonna have to get into spoilers here yeah. fairly like, shortly. I can talk about a few notes that aren't spoiler related, and most of them are just my love for Daniel Craig, who is my number one man crush in the world. Oh no! I definitely <laughs> had like great job filming Daniel Craig's eyes. Like, yes, I wrote down. Like, I want to go swimming in his eyes. Yeah, because they are the most blue thing that anyone has captured on film. Yeah. <laughs> can you talk about your notes? <laughs> you just I just hearts. wrote a bunch of parts that said Southern Daniel Craig because. <laughs> Uh, Logan Lucky and this movie are the two times where we get Daniel Craig being yes. a Southern American, and I love it every time. Yeah, he's so again in like Logan. He's like having so much fun in this movie. He's having so much fun, right? He's like released from the chains of yeah, Bond. He, he's and... not having to be James Bond. Yeah, he's just <laughs> loving having it, having such a blast. Yep, yep. Oh, uh, one more scene that I really did enjoy was when uh, it's with Marta's family. 
So like her mother, it's like right at the beginning of the movie. Oh yes, <laughs> and it's like uh, Marta's little sister is like watching something on like YouTube or, so, or like on her computer. That's like, oh, it's like it's like some like like Agatha Christie, Christie like movie, Murder yeah. She Wrote like type of like yeah, episode. They are movie. watching Murder She Wrote but uh, in yeah. Spanish. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and then Marta's mom like turns to the little sister and is just like, what is wrong with you? Why are you listening to that? Like her friend just, just got, got slit his throat open last night <laughs> and you're being insensitive. So and, let's be sensitive. Yeah. <laughs> so shouting, let's yeah. be sensitive. It's just After like, saying like your your sister's friend slit his throat open. Yeah. Be sensitive. <laughs> it's like the perfect way to describe family dynamics where she means well, but just ruinous. And it got a huge laugh in the theater that I was in. Oh, yeah. Another little thing about uh, just like something I saw yesterday that they talked about, like on the technical side of filming, Mm -hmm. uh, the way that they got the reflections in the eye in the glasses Mm -hmm. to uh, actually look like windows Mm -hmm. was they actually rigged up like the sound equipment with like mats to Mm. be uh, look to look like windows, which is really cool. It's a if you go to like the like director's page, Ryan Johnson's page, he's got it like retweeted now but um i feel like i have like it saved here for a visual which will work so well on this on radio but i can show it to my co-hosts here uh yeah so you see like they've got like the lighting rig set up to look like mm-hmm. a window so that way when it's reflected it actually looks like what should be reflected in their eye in yep, their on their glasses and in their eyes yeah, yes. yeah love the it eyeline. that's so cool yeah <laughs> again the level of attention to detail production design lighting design all costume design all of it it's like a labor of love in every department, right? Such detail, such finesse. Yeah, and if you saw this at the Alamo, you saw a um, precursor with Ryan Johnson talking about his love of these 1970s Agatha Christie movies. Yes, yeah. the he's Poirot about, like films. Death on the Nile, mm-hmm. all these like different Poirot mm-hmm. mysteries. Yep, and that shows it basically could be one of them. <laughs> yeah, be- because this entire movie is a love letter to Agatha Christie novels. Yes. It's, yeah. Well, all right, we'll take a little break here and then come back so we can actually get into the meat of this movie. All right. Oh, one more last non spoilery. Oh, sorry. We're back. Hello. <laughs> hey, everybody. <laughs> You, you caught us off guard there. Didn't One more like non-spoilery <laughs> note that I had was, uh, it was like the first thing I wrote when they were kind of going through uh, Harlan's house. I was just like, oh, rich people are just hoarders with more space. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> yes, because we're going through these lovely shots of like all these little knickknacks and yeah. things that, like, that are all like, because it's a whodunit, you're beginning, you're like, all of this is going to be important. Like, yep. every one of these things There's is going to come back. There's some detail. Like, this is, some yep. detail is going to be really important later on, and, like, none of it is. And that's, again, wonderful misdirection, where you're, like, <laughs> trying to find, like, where's the falcon that did the whatever, or yeah. none of it matters. Yeah. All of it matters. Because there's, like, the baseball. Uh-huh. Uh, there's... Um, Benoit, who like keeps like playing the piano, like hitting one note, yeah, one key on the piano. Uh, Which uh, I think brings us to a good part of like the interviews. Yes, let's Uh, start there. That was really, um, it felt like an interesting 
play, like a like a literal play, like a stage play. Yeah, yeah. and that was those were like the only moments where I was like watching, and I was um, taken out of the movie, but like in a good way, where I was like, these performances are phenomenal. Like the the level of like a performance that's <laughs> happening here is fantastic, uh, and especially with um, I think Jamie Lee Curtis. Uh, Tony Collette, as always. Tony Collette, always. Yeah, yeah. and then uh, Ana de Armas. Uh, just once we get to her, yep. her story. Yeah. Um, so, like, you can tell. So they're all sitting in this crazy chair that's in front of the like knives out, <laughs> like images. But I guess sculpture of thousands of knives, right? Yeah, it's the Game of Thrones. Game of the, Thrones yeah. type <laughs> of thing, right? But just how they each sit in that chair tells you so much about the character right mm-hmm. and that to me is like one of those pure signs of like oof so much like research was done everybody did their homework everybody's doing so well because the way marta sits in that chair versus the way jamie curtis sits in it versus oh wonderful yeah uh and i i love that the each of them has their own special reason for why they could have killed yeah, They all have Harlan. a motive. Yeah. <laughs> the whole, like, first, like, 20 minutes is us just setting up what everybody's motives are. Like, yep. the, it's all getting the whodunit. Like, it could be anybody for all of these reasons. Mm-hmm. And it's it's such a wonderful meal of, like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Did he do it because of this? Did she, she do, do it because, because of that? that? Yep. Yeah, because uh. yeah, it's like, what, Walt, who... Uh, I technically like runs the publishing house, mm-hmm. but is trying to expand into like movies and television and like digital platforms. And Harlan, who's like adamantly against any of that, mm-hmm. uh, and essentially we see oh the night of the party, like he fires him, he fires like, his son, he fires his son, uh, and then we find out that uh, what was Jamie Lee Curtis? What was her deal? I don't I think she really. I know that her husband was cheating. Don Johnson has a yeah. mistress. Don uh-huh. Johnson's having an affair. Uh-huh. But yeah, what was Jamie Lee Curtis's like motive? I think she might have been the only one who like didn't really have. Because Chris Evans was getting written out of the will. No, she had one. I just, I yeah. I don't remember. Yeah. That's. We'll, but yeah, we'll, we, we, we'll, 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 yeah. we'll figure it out and we'll come back. Yeah. <laughs> but everyone has a motive. Like every single person, like clearly gets a motive established for like why they would kill him and all of it is like he and it all of it comes back to that night like the night of the party that he's like just cutting everyone yeah he's like he's pretty much cleaning house he's he's doing that uh uh we pretty much find out that he is like kind of regretful that he has just kind of handed everything to his kids and like their kids for like all of their lives uh and again we're seeing the the benefit of having to work hard for something for yourself because he did that and is feeling some guilt and remorse over mm-hmm. not having done that for his own children by just providing them with everything that they needed all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and even for the grandkids, right? Tony not Collette even what they needed, has, what yeah, they wanted even. That yeah, Tony Collette has been double dipping for her uh, daughter's... Yeah, for Meg's yeah, uh, tuition. To Smith, which uh, for anyone who knows anything about Smith College is its own wonderful, wonderful detail. <laughs> <laughs> But it, they, there's some crack about how she's saying like post-Marxist feminist something something ideology and getting you know paying fifty thousand dollars a year to learn it. So, yeah, yep. <laughs> yeah, and uh, yeah, that's what was like the little moment with the 
the Nazi boy. Yeah. What was it? What did they say? Because at one point they said he was, oh, yeah. masturbating in the bathroom that to Nazi pictures of dead deer. Of dead deer. <laughs> Nazi masturbating in the bedroom. Because <laughs> <laughs> well, they established that this is uh, the son of Don Johnson and Jamie Lee Curtis, right? Her, he's No, that's no, Ransom. No, he's, he's, no the Waltz. son of Tony Collette and... Um, no, because no. Tony Collette's husband no, Tony Collette is, is husband is dead. It's no, he's the son of Michael Walt, Shannon. Of Michael, Michael Shannon, Shannon yeah. and Ricky Lindholm. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. Oh, so Ricky the Lindholm. Son, yes. the son of Michael Shannon and Ricky Lindholm, who's like an alt-right troll. He's like a 16-year-old who's just out there like tweeting about Trump and like at one point he calls Marta a filthy anchor baby. Yeah. <laughs> right. And his mother literally, literally grasps her pearls while being upset about immigrants. Right. Like, ooh. Yeah. And, yeah. and Walt's the one who like calls Marta over to talk about how it's so good that she and her family came over the right way, the yeah, legal way. The legal way. And yeah. yeah so yeah, we get a, that we can very clearly see like the trajectory of how Walt became, or was it Walt? Not Walt. Um, no, it's how um, Jonah Jordan, whatever little Nazi. Yeah, however little Nazi boy came to be. <laughs> oh, Jacob. There Jacob. We go. <laughs> <laughs> Who's the kid from it? Who's he is the, the kid from it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so yeah, we this is the part where we kind of go through the interviews and we actually find out pretty early what actually happened with Harlan. Uh, and so this is like, again, one of my, I really, I don't know, I don't know. I hope this movie gets an Oscar. I hope Anna de Armas gets an Oscar for this movie because her performance was phenomenal. Yeah, like, she's amazing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and so we find out that um, Anna de Armas, Marta, was uh, essentially playing Go with uh, with Harlan, which is like a Japanese board game. It's it's yeah. like it's like chess. Yeah, it, yeah. It's, it's strategic. It, it's one it's of the strategy. most ancient games. In, like yeah. between chess and Go, they're the, like two of the most old strategy games in the world. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and so as they're playing, uh, he knocks over the board and her bag along with it. And when she goes to get his medicines. It turns out she's mixed up this non-narcotic with uh, morphine. morphine. <laughs> uh, and so well, she gives him 300 grams of... 100. Or 100 grams of one medicine and 3 grams of morphine. Yeah. Milligrams, I think. Or, yeah, milligrams. Yeah. yeah, not grams. That yeah, would yeah, be yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> 100 milligrams of... Just imagining like a bucket. <laughs> yeah. Of one medicine and... Three milligrams of morphine. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, in this moment, it's like, oh, well, you've got 10 minutes left to live. Because yeah, she, <laughs> she realizes, oh, I accidentally gave you 100 milligrams of morphine. You're going to be dead in 10 minutes. Yeah. And, and she also can't find the antidote, like this other medication that will save him. Yeah. And uh, I think I really, this is one of the scenes that I really enjoy, too, because this relationship that we see between them where you can tell they are truly friends. Yep. Uh, you can tell that he actually cares about her. It's playful. It's respectful. It's genuine. Right? Yeah. That they have a connection, and he truly is more devastated that she's going to get in trouble than his own death. Yeah. <laughs> right? right. And the yeah. fact that like he refuses to go to bed until she plays go with him, mm-hmm. yeah. even though he always loses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. 
And so because, um, you know, Marta, uh, he wants her, he doesn't want her to get in trouble. He doesn't want any attention brought to her mother because she is undocumented. And so he says, uh, he stops her from calling the, uh, the calling 911, which I was wondering if, there's a dial tone. Like if a phone rings, that means a call went out, doesn't it? Yeah, there that would was, be a record of it. That was the one, yeah. <laughs> the one like little like gap that I caught in this movie of like there would have been a phone record. There would have been a record of that nine one one call See, going I don't out. know if it's when. So this is, or if it's when the when someone picks, picks up. up. Yeah, that was I what I was wondering. Yeah. So okay. I'm sure some like I feel like someone's probably thought this too. Yeah, <laughs> we have in our like little podcast here, but. Um, yeah, that was the one thing where I was wondering about was yeah. like, would that have showed up? But check the phone log. Right? Yeah, that's step one <laughs> yeah. in a detective. But, but this gets us into like the one moment of meat. Like, I'm sure other people caught this as well. That like uh, half the people watching this movie did, but it was me feeling proud of my modest <laughs> intellect. Was like in that first scene, I was like, oh, somebody switched the medications. Like, this is yep. a whodunit. So like, somebody has yep. to switch the medications, which does pay off like later in the movie. Yes, and the fact that the antidote is missing, you're like, okay, like someone has. Yeah, somebody there's, orchestrated there's fishy this here. Yeah, yeah. Yep. <laughs> and um, again, knowing like because Ryan Johnson knows the rules and knows the pleasure of whodunit so well, it's just like one after another, little detail after another, little detail like that, where you're just like, yeah. oh, I'm so excited, something something's going on here and i see it what's next yeah well and, t- and too like yeah because it happens so early in the movie yep. you know that there has to be more to it yep which there is, which there is. <laughs> um but i just i really want to just because even watching this the second time i was still like caught up in like marta's emotion like when she first realizes that this like she's like swapped the uh the drugs mm-hmm. and then she like just like the the wave that like washes over her of mm-hmm. just like as she reads the what she has in her hands is just like so like heartbreaking in that moment uh and then when she like has to so he like breaks it down to her what she has to do this mm-hmm. is like where we get the you know like the, mystery writer yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he crafts how to cover up his own murder yeah for her yep uh which was just again the the whole before after like when you're so caught up in the moment and you can't remember what someone said to you five minutes ago. It's just like so perfect. And uh, there's a line where I, I, I'd have to see it again, but I think this is what she said. She can't remember if she's supposed to like to evade the security camera. If she's supposed to stop before or after a landmark. And oh, then before she, the, the, um, the or carved, uh, elephant, elephant, yeah. Yeah. The the carved elephant. Yeah. So, but she says, the first time she remembers it, she hears before the second time she hears it, she hears after. And then I think, Christopher Plummer, you know, reading in this kind of remembrance, says before, after, like, after, before, after, or something. Comes yeah. up with this, some new word, which is both of those words combined, where I was like, oh, delight, delight. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Gosh, every moment in this is just so um, well plot, plotted out. Yeah, yep. but to the point of, like, Christopher Plummer's instructions to her, like, you have to come back up like the dogs won't bark you because mm-hmm. they know you and like you have to like go up the path or no one see you and you have to climb the trellis yep. and come in through like the secret window mm-hmm. and like yeah and then he it's gives her so delightful and then he gives her like the perfect like script for what to tell the detectives so that way her gag reflex won't yeah, yeah so she won't lie so she's not yeah. lying yeah. and then so like after we get like what happened we like cut back to her telling like the bits and pieces of it where they're like 
She's like, oh yes, you know, we played Go, and I then he knocked over the board. board. Yeah, it's, and it's, well, like what. What do you give him? She's like, well, usually I give him like this, this medication and like three milligrams of this medication for his pain. So it's all it's like, factual. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. <laughs> but the way, and the way they set that up where um, Daniel Craig flips a coin, right? He's like just doing this little coin toss. We cut to this extended like several minutes of kind of what really happened. And then we cut back to the coin and toss. And it's all cut back into him catching, catching the, the coin. Catching the coin, right? Yeah. And so that we've done this flashback as if from her point of view in the span of time that of flipping the coin right lovely lovely storytelling yeah yep and i really like that every time you there are a lot of cutting back or revisiting scenes like waving uh, marta over or you know this moment or that moment i really love how the factual details stay the same but your contextual understanding of what's going on changes right so it's not like a oh i misremembered that or the like this, like a, a unreliable narrator, or we didn't have all the, you know, like we had the facts wrong, or somebody's telling us a lie. Nope, it's always factually the same. We just understand it differently. And again, in the Agatha Christie style of storytelling, I'm like, oh, thank you. You're not doing the flashback. We're like, wait, that's not what we saw last time, right? Yeah, like, yeah. why are you lying to us the first time around? So, well done. <laughs> And we also have uh, Mrs. Thrombo. We have yes. Christopher Plummer's mother, <laughs> yes. who's like this very, very old woman who is another runner throughout the movie where we keep getting new information. Because like, she's sitting at the window and it's always like, oh, Ransom, you're back. Or like, no, Ransom, you're back again. again. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And then again, that she's actually the one person who knows what's going on yeah because yeah she's yeah just kind of like sits and looks off in the distance and everyone assumes that she's just out of it but uh she's observing what's happening yeah as benoit (laughs) points out as he goes to sit with her he is yeah she's more perspective yeah she perceptive jesus (laughs) words thank you (laughs) that she really is and that yeah i was like oh i want to be that character (laughs) (laughs) she also had on some crazy mink stoles that i was like i want to pet them (laughs) she has these giant eyeglasses yes like to, again, the costuming, the production design, mm-hmm. all of it is so on point and so directed so specifically towards this Agatha Christie yes. beautiful world. Yes. Yeah. Speaking of beautiful worlds, I really, one of the notes I wrote down, I can't remember the name of it, but when Fran, Fran is talking about the Hallmark movie, like Death by Death or something. Oh, yeah, that like Wagner knows. He's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wagner knows all of these mysteries. I just love the idea that, you know, it's actually the Hallmark movie that is what really is happening. (laughs) And the nods to murder she wrote in the movie. Like, there's all kinds of little Easter eggs for anyone who likes this kind of whodunit sprinkled throughout the movie. Yeah. Well, yeah, so after we have our interview, we get the everyone's motive is established. Uh, Benoit asks... Marta to help with the investigation uh, after he discovers that like she can't lie without throwing up yeah Yeah. and because she has the least to gain out of all this uh, and then and we, when get, dun, 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 we get to the she reading. has the most again. <laughs> little does she know and the vulnerability as you were saying the, the vulnerability the actress has at every moment where she's she herself is about to be discovered as the murderer right and finds the dog keeps running over with the piece of the trellis yeah. <laughs> keeps bringing clues up and she 
realizes her own footprints are there. How do I have to cover up my own footprints, right? Of her. And the late way she's like walking over her footprints again, and they're like, Marta, get out of the path. She's like, oh, what? Did you say something? Oh, I'm so sorry. Really fun. And that you're on Marta's side, right? That you very much want her to succeed. Yeah. Well, because, yeah, she yeah she didn't do anything wrong. Yes. And, and we get to the will reading. Yeah. And... Yeah. Um, yeah, Harlan has not just cut off Ransom. He's cut off everyone in the family. Everybody. And left everything to Marta. <laughs> Le- left the publishing company, left the house, left all of his liquid assets, like all of his money, all of everything. That was such a good, uh, a good delivery, too, because... Uh, as they go through, they're like going through what's been left and they go through like the publishing company, they go through all of his assets. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, uh, everyone like kind of like erupts after that moment and they're like getting all pissed off at the lawyer who's has no control. Oh, over oh this. and this and gets then back to the well, stacked nature of the cast because the executor of the state, the lawyer is Frank, Frank Oz. Oz. <laughs> <laughs> the voice of Yoda yeah. for anyone listening who doesn't get the Star Wars connection. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> and many other beloved yeah. things. Many but, other yeah, things but, yes. I'm sorry, we interrupted. Oh, no, yeah. no. Yeah, yeah, um, but then, you know, they're they're talking and uh, they're like, well, yeah, it's still our house. And then they like look over and they look back to him and he's like, like and the house. I leave to Marta Cabrera. Marta Cabrera. <laughs> Not our house anymore. And I really love that scene too where um, as she's coming out, we see... It's this like really smooth shot and then it like shakes for a second and then like everyone comes pouring out of the house like in this like chaotic moment as they're like all surrounding and chasing Marta on her way to her car. Mm -hmm. And I just thought that was such a good moment to like really just kind of like like shake reality of like just like this moment is like so frenetic and chaotic for her like. Yep, and everyone's yeah. shouting different. Everyone's, everyone's taking a different, different strategy, things, right? Like then, some people are like, "Oh, but Marta, we've always been best friends." Other people are like, "You're a horrible person," right? That they are each. Yeah, they're like, are you, "Were you? Was it like boinking my dad?" When yeah, like, no. <laughs> someone was like, "Boinking." Yeah. <laughs> and then the one person who like pulls up and pulls her out of that situation is ransom. ransom. The hero of the story. The hero. (laughs) Which maybe we wonder is maybe not a hero. (laughs) (laughs) Well, he's a a dick. We can at least confirm that. There's no (laughs) doubt about that. was established from the very beginning to be just a dick. And selfish and self-serving. I do love the description that uh, Benoit has of the... Uh, Will reading where he calls it a community theater production of a tax return. (laughs) 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 Oh, and in that scene where, um, what's her name? The daughter, um, Megan, I think her name is. Yeah, Meg calls Ransom a trust fund prick. And I'm like, pot. Kettle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. This whole thing of like again just back to that like blindness of like, well, like, yeah, I'm I'm going to school for like this like post Marxist. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm a self made man. All I had to begin with was a million dollars. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it's just like the blindness of like their own privilege is just like at every point just like 
made fun of. <laughs> yes. And even their, like, fami- familial, like, the lack of familial ties, right? So when Jamie Lee Curtis is being interviewed, she's like, I'm not going to say anything bad about my brother, right? And she's, like, really getting it, like, you, you're not going to betray the family. Cut to her husband, Don Johnson, is like, yeah, the brother totally did it, right? <laughs> <laughs> Those allegiances are, which seem on, at the beginning to be, you know, it's all about family and we're very connected. All falls apart throughout the whole film. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of that, Jamie Lee Curtis actually had a really interesting interview where she does talk about um, how she benefited from, like, the privilege of, like, her parents in, uh, I forget what role it was. Uh, I think it might have been, like, Halloween, even. Like, well, when that was her first movie. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, like, where it, was, like, came down to, like, two people, and she was like, was well, like, yeah, who are they well, going to go, go with? with this like, unknown, or should we go with the daughter of Tony, Cur- of Tony Curtis and, and- uh, Janet Lee? Yeah. 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 And so, yeah, she was, like, yeah, very, like, open and acknowledging of, like, yeah, I had a, a privilege of, like, essentially through nepotism of being mm-hmm. the daughter of these two very prominent people within, like, our industry. And so, yeah, I'm, sh- like, I worked my ass off, but at the same time, this still helped me. Yep. I was like, yeah. yay! Yay! privilege! So, uh, this is all it takes to make us happy. Yeah. Well, the bar is uh, so low. The bar is super low, but if, if you can just do that and being a person who is yep. privileged, just saying like, the, just to not be a dick, that, that's the first step is just acknowledge your privilege. Yeah. Just, just be like, yeah, like I was born on third base. Yep. I'm sorry about it. But it happened. Yeah, it doesn't mean you didn't work hard. It just means you were able to get farther faster like, yeah. like, with the work that you put in. Like, yep. <laughs> yep. Well, yeah, so, so yeah, back so. to this movie of completely unacknowledging. Un- <laughs> uh, yeah, we get a lot of, uh, I think Ransom is a perfect place to go from here. Yes, because, I think so. Uh, nice transition, yes. <laughs> so, yeah, he takes uh, Marta to, like, some little diner. Uh, he takes her to like an Irish pub. Yeah, and yeah, yeah feeds her some sausage and beans uh, <laughs> before trapping her with the question, "What really happened to my grandfather?" Uh, and so, yeah, she's pretty much forced to tell him everything, or <laughs> or vomit she, all. Or out. Yeah, yeah. I love the shot too, where he says, "Like, well, I just fed you a bunch of." Sausage and beans, and I'm gonna ask you. Who even puts a bowl in front of her? Yeah, <laughs> like just like an a empty barf bowl. bucket. Yeah, because yeah. Well, yeah, at the beginning of the scene, we hear him like asking for an extra bowl, which is great. Oh, <laughs> not, I didn't catch that. Nice, yeah. nice. Because <laughs> he's he's trapping her. Oh yeah, he's a schemer. He's yep. a schemer. <laughs> um, yeah, I love. Uh, there's a couple of moments where Benoit says. He, it's it's funny like watching the movie the second time around uh, because he says directly to Marta more than once. Uh, he says once something is afoot. Yep. Yes, he says, <laughs> with this he's, whole he's affair, up the game is. And he a says, yeah. And then yeah. the second time he says the game is afoot. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, um, yeah, as we later find out, there's. <laughs> I I think I I mean of course it was intentional because. Everything is intentional in this movie uh, because as we discover uh, in the uh, scene after, uh, I think it's after the initial interview, she goes home to her mom. Marta goes home to her mom. She's like tapping her foot on the floor and then we like zoom in and there's like one tiny little spot of blood because she opened the door and went back in right as uh, Harlan was cutting his throat and 
one little drop like got on her shoe mm-hmm. uh, yep. and yeah <laughs> yep, so, and, and this was all that Benoit needed to like unravel the entire thing exactly yeah. and that's again very much a Poirot type thing in Agatha Christie's series Poirot being the Hercule Poirot Hercule being, Poirot yeah um, that from a tiny little detail being able to extract every, uh, understand everything that's happened so it's a pun about the game is afoot as said in or it's, it's a, Arthur Conan and, Doyle Sherlock Holmes exactly so. and also literally pointing out that he knows is that she, from the beginning that she's had some sort of involvement, right? Ah, yeah. love it. Yeah. <laughs> they know what they're doing in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, after that, um, we're reading while they're at the Irish pub, uh, Marta gets a call from Meg and it's like, she's like, oh, I'm like, I, I stepped away from the family. I just like want to know like, you know what you're going to do? And you know, like, like my mom is broke and she can't pay for my school. School. (laughs) And Marta, of course, being the good person, is like, I'll take care of you. Like, it's all okay. But this is all a plant. Like, we cut out and see, like, the whole family lined up behind Meg, manipulating her. Mm -hmm. Well, and then we get, like, the, um, that line where she's like, well, we're his actual family. Like, you know, like we treated you like family, but we're his actual, actual family. family where we would see like, oh yeah, it's, it's pretty clear where those boundaries break down yep. and <laughs> exactly like how far that relationship was willing to go. Like for everyone else in the family. <laughs> yep. And again, I was outvoted. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. I also don't know why I have this written down, but, I have written down Tony's lip acting, and I feel like I I don't remember specifically the scene, but I do remember in general like Tony Collette's like yeah like had some very good like facial expressions like throughout this movie, and (laughs) I just love her so much. Yeah, she's really wonderful as the completely clueless Gwyneth Paltrow like uh, (laughs) um, rich, oblivious. Thinking feminist, but not acting that way. Yeah, well done. I love, too, when she's uh, trying to get Jamie Lee Curtis to dance. <laughs> and it's like, oh, she's yeah. like in the middle of a conversation and like Tony Collette's just like pulling her arm and like the first time oh, she's yeah, kind Jamie of like, Lee kind of like falls so... down. And then the second time she like pulls it more and she just kind of like jerks it away from her. <laughs> Meanwhile, she's telling the story to the detective about how close they are. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, okay, woof. <laughs> yeah, where Tony Collette's character is like, tolerated by the family mm. yeah <laughs> i mean Mild, barely mildly barely. tolerated yeah. <laughs> <sighs> um yeah so then we get to i think we, we've gotten the letter from uh the mysterious source with the tox results that sends uh marta kind of spiraling once again uh and this is after she's encountered Walt, who fully, again, this is where every every sort of, like, measure of, like, niceties, sort of like, falls away, mm-hmm. like, after it's found out that she's going to inherit everything. And I love that scene with Walt where he's, like, threatening to, like, have her mother deported. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's like, well, you know, like, with, and she's like, oh, so, like, with, with the, the resources, resources that we have, like, we have the best lawyers, we can get everything. She's like, well, no, those are all my resources. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> turns that scene around right his little cane is hitting on the floor and he's like physically looming over her and kind of pushing her backwards and then she's like oh i'm gonna turn like take that all that power out from under you yeah love it love it (laughs) uh so yeah she goes to 
the what's the place where they do the blood testing? The mortuary, the medical examiner. The, the, mor- yes. like the medical examiner. There, there we go. Office. There yeah. you go. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like words. I've watched There's enough Law and Order to yeah, know you this. Know this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So they go to the Emmy's office. Uh, sorry. Speaking of Law and Order, there was some sort of I can't remember the details of it, but some sort of study that people did of how many people had died in this like ten block radius to make all those Law and Order episodes, and it was like, oh. <laughs> a thousand times the actual murder rate or something. Yeah. That's great. That's awesome. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, they go to the Emmy's office and it is on fire. <laughs> uh, and so as they're like pulling in, they see Benoit and uh, Elliot there. Uh, and then the the chase scene <laughs> ensues. <laughs> Which then ends with, that's the like lamest chase, lamest chase of all time. time. Like, we... Love it. <laughs> this is going to bring in only somebody with my job this would happen to but a moment i was pulled out of the movie was when she's marta like whips her car around and she pulls out of the parking lot of the medical examiner's office and i was immediately pulled out of the movie just because of survey brain because there is a carsonite marking a underground electrical line like in the middle of that oh my god <laughs> oh. i have no in the idea what the that like there's uh-huh. there's a post that is just marking an underground electrical line and only me would notice that or be pulled out of the movie <laughs> by seeing that just being like oh yeah underground utilities <laughs> <laughs> but it completely pulled me out of the movie <laughs> wow that's hilarious that's great <laughs> uh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <No. laughs> I did not mean to derail everything. So, yeah, they, the chase ends, and uh, Benoit and Elliot take Ransom into custody because uh, they've been told by the grandmother that. Uh, that Ransom was seen climbing the trellis earlier, or back on the night of the murder, uh, which Marta believes to be a mistake. a mistake because when Marta was climbing down from the trellis, uh, the grandmother says, says calls sees her Marta and says, Ransom, you're yeah. back again. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and so... Speaking of the great-grandma, I love where they're like, well, how old is she if she's Christopher Plummer's mom like, yeah. how, and that we're like we don't know <laughs> yeah they literally don't Not know literally no one knows like she's so old it's before record keeping the style of record keeping that we're so used to now uh, okay so he gets arrested then there's and then they trap they, so they go they're escorting him to the uh, to the holding to holding uh, and this is where we get I love this uh uh, Benoit talking about the donut hole oh, and the donut. <laughs> the donut He's like, this case is a donut. This and- incredible <laughs> monologue. Oh, I, I just wish I could pull just that monologue to watch it like, every day. It was so great. Because it's this horrible metaphor to begin with, right? Yeah. And then the metaphor falls apart. It's, it's just wonderful. It's just... Cause and again, because like, that's in those kind of Agatha Christie type things, there's always some sort of metaphor. Here, it's just blown to shreds. Yeah. There's a, a hole in the donut hole. But when you put the hole back in the donut, then there's now a hole, but it's a whole hole. You know, it's like, <laughs> 
but yeah, Marta uh, tells him that she needs to stop uh, to pick up something real quick. She promises it'll be fast. And so she goes into the meeting point uh, for the blackmailing that she has uh, currently been under. And so she goes in and uh, she finds Fran, who is uh, pretty much about to OD. Uh, and so she, instead of leaving her and running away back to the car, she saves her by calling 911. And then we cut back to the house. Yes. We get to the house. Yeah, from there. I think so. Because it's also that in calling 911, she is going to expose herself. Right? Yes. As, and yeah. so it's this selfless. It's not just selfless, it's actually endangering her own self and her family. And so, again, we have, we're on Marta's side. The stakes are really high for her. And yet she keeps doing the morally and she ethically keeps doing right, the right thing. Things yeah. every she keeps time. doing the right thing. And everyone else keeps doing the wrong thing. <laughs> yep. Like when everyone else is selfish, she's always selfless. Yes. Yeah. Which is why when we get to the end of the film... It's so satisfying as an audience member where you're like, for once, the selfless, wonderful person wins. <laughs> yeah, which is, yeah, what we get to then the next scene of uh, she's gone back to the house to pretty much because she wants to confess to the family herself in person. Uh, Again, about, selfless, yeah. awful thing to do. Yeah. <laughs> um, about her mistake. Uh, and then she um, then remembers, well, she remembers that. Fran has like a stash like yep. where she keeps joints in and there's a copy of the tox report which she hands to Benoit to take into evidence and uh, as she's telling the family you know oh, like kind of doing like the the run into like her big reveal Benoit pretty like is reading the tox reports and just like shoes her away he's like <laughs> no this girl deserves to have Everything. Everything. <laughs> all of the shit she's put up with you. Like, you have treated her You're horribly. Horrible yeah. and, and he reveals that, like, the medications were switched, but she still gave the right medications. Medication. Yeah. Because of, like, a little difference in the weight. Like, she's a good enough nurse to know. And it's delightful. Yeah. We find out that um, Ransom switched the labels on the medications. and he No, he switched the liquids in yeah, the he bottles. he switched the liquids in the bottles. Like So Ransom switched the medications out, and he also stole the antidote. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, we also find out that had she actually called 911, had Harlan let her call for help, he would have been fine because in the end, he was never really in any danger Mm -hmm. uh, because although the liquids in the bottles had been switched, like you said, she was so good at like determining like the viscosity and like the slight difference in like, you know, weight from like having done it like hundreds, if not thousands of times that she automatically picked up the right thing and like just did it because it was muscle memory for her. Mm -hmm. Uh, And and yeah, so... So she's not a murderer. Yeah. (laughs) But then like... Chris Evans is this whole thing. It was like, oh yeah, but you still did this, and like there was still the whole thing with Fran, and well, because she confessed, like her, yeah, she, she confessed had, to yeah. like, the, yeah, to, yeah, just well, she confessed to what she thought was like killing him, which it turns out she didn't, but they already had her confession on record, uh, and so 
um, as they're there, Marta gets a call from the hospital and, you know, gets on the phone with what must have been a very confused doctor who, like, was telling her that, like, uh, Fran had died, but she's on the phone's like, that's great, doctor. That's so good to hear. Like, I'm sure that doctor was like, what? but yeah so she plays it off as if marta is alive woken up and like ready to uh or sorry friend friend is alive alive and ready ready to to, uh expose hugh uh and so hugh kind of just goes off and is like well i was just attempted murder i've got the best lawyers in the world and so i'll be out you know i'll be out like faster than and that. And this is the best reveal ever is when Marta throws up on his face <laughs> <laughs> and says, I was lying. Fran is dead and he just confessed to her murder. Yeah. There's like chunks of corn all over yeah. him. Like it's so grotesque and funny and wonderfully timed. Yeah. Yeah. And then so yeah, Ransom goes to stab her. Uh <laughs> And like the the scene was so beautifully shot. It was just like this, like zoom in, like it's like zoomed in on the face, but like pulled out from behind. Like the way that that was shot was so wonderful. And they like you can see like this like moment of like they're the only two people in that room at that Mm -hmm. moment. As he like grabs a knife from the rounder rack of round knives and everything, Uh, and like just like plunges at her. And then, like, they both land on the ground, and there's, like, a beat. And he, like, pulls it up, and the <laughs> knife, the blade, like, retracts. Or, like, <laughs> it, it's like a staged prop. Yeah. Like, which is even funnier when you've seen it at the Alamo, because the last thing you yep. see is the, like, don't talk or Ryan Johnson will stab you, and he pulls out, like, the most obvious, like... Fake knife. Fake knife, like a halloween yeah. like, dollar store yeah. fake knife and he like stabs somebody with it and he stabs he, the noah fielding he still yeah. stabs yeah. noah fielding with yeah. it and then like he breaks it like he just like flicks the blade and it falls apart yeah <laughs> yep so it's he like, kind of spoiled the movie like without, yeah. it's spoilers without context yeah. <laughs> which makes it even funnier yeah, right? yeah. and also there's uh in uh, Harlan's monologue, or not monologue, in his conversation with um, Marta, like the night that he dies, he is talking about how he regrets, like, you know, the whole thing with his family about, like, not giving them the chance to actually work for something for themselves, mm-hmm. uh, and particularly talks about Ransom and how uh, he sees so much of himself in Ransom. Mm-hmm. But, like, Ransom is, like, so used to just, like, playing around that he wouldn't know the difference between a real knife and a stage one. Yep. And yeah. so we yep. get that payoff at the end. Yes. And again, like everything, every little clue that's given, you know, that his first name is Hugh, but only the help calls him that, right? Yeah. And Francis, Hugh, right? Like th- all of those little details are all paid off. And to the difference between, um, again, Ransom and Marta to where she's able to determine like the difference between like this morphine and yeah. this like other drug just by it's like minor weight difference viscosity. and viscosity. Yep. And he can't even he tell can the tell difference between a real knife yeah. and a fake yeah. knife in his hand. Yeah. Like that was there's such a good like yep. contrast there. Yeah. And then we have the final moment where 
Marta is on the balcony holding Harlan's mug. Harlan's mug, which is established in like the very beginning, that says like "My house, my, my rules, rules, my coffee, my coffee." My yeah, coffee. My coffee. Yeah. yeah, And then she's standing on the balcony with that mug, and like the whole family is on the lawn below her. Yes. Yeah, and that last shot is just her, yeah. like, th- like the other two are covered, and so it just says "My house" at the top of it. Yep. <laughs> so again, we end in this beautiful place where the morally thoughtful. An ethical person wins, yeah. right? Yeah. Well, like, cause yeah, like Ransom goes to jail. Um, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis uh, discovers like, discovers the, the, the letter the affair between um, because at, we showed like the letter that he was threatening Don Johnson with, and Don Johnson opens it, and there's nothing there, and he's like, "Oh, that crazy old man." But then Jamie Lee Curtis, because it's her dad, and they play all these games, she holds like a lighter underneath it to like heat it up to show like the invisible ink yeah. that has the letter that exposes Don Johnson's yes. affair, and, and even the misdirect where she says, "You know, I feel like this is one of Dad's games." Right, yeah. pays off when she actually does her dad's game. <laughs> oh, I, so often in this type of movie, all those little details are just kind of throwaway and don't ever pay off here every single one of them resolves yeah well because that's the thing is like the thing that takes her to the letter is the baseball that uh that don johnson throws out earlier in the movie and it makes its way around the house a couple times (laughs) and then it ends up in the dog's mouth and then so she ends up taking the ball back to its stand on the Mm -hmm. desk where she finds the the letter Mm -hmm. the blank paper with her with like the stationery that she's always gotten letters from her dad from on and that's when she finds the letter she realizes what it is like and then uses the ink it's like so good where even like like they use the things that are like misdirects for other things to actually direct to something else that all tie back in yeah (laughs) and they make like all these references in the movie about like a tangled web and it's such a tangled web but like every thread comes back yeah it's good it's so satisfying (laughs) yeah (laughs) so satisfying yeah my mom has worked at an independent bookstore for like 30 years and she ran the mystery section for a really long time and so she describes it as that most mysteries you see today are more like adventures right like you can't solve them there's not you the reader just don't have enough information or they're not plotted for you to be able to figure them out this is a puzzle that completes itself it is a mystery in that way it's not just it's not an adventure story that happens to have a crime in the middle of it. Yeah. Yep. And I also get, uh, I love in the next shot too, we, like we do see Richard, he has been socked in the eye. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and um, the other thing with Ransom, one more note that I had was when they talking about, uh, he says, uh, you come in here, like, you, like, take everything from us, our ancestral family home. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then Poirot just starts laughing. Not Poirot. Yeah, oh it's Poirot. It's Poirot. <laughs> but, Benoit. But Benoit just starts laughing. He's like, you got this house in the 70s. Yeah. He's from a Pakistani family. Yeah. yeah, you got this house in the 80s from a Pakistani family. <laughs> yeah, and as as they were saying, as soon as they said ancestral home, I'm like, oh my gosh, they're setting up. What's the punchline, right? You know that the next thing that's going to come out is going to yeah. be undoing that, right? Yeah. It's so good. Yeah. It's almost as if Ryan Johnson is aware of these things <laughs> in the film. He's a big fan of, of uh, Agatha Christie. But also searing social critique. Yeah, because this does a good job on both of those ends. Yep. Um, again, in the same way that 
uh, Get Out did that in mm-hmm. a thriller, horror. like horror capacity. Yep. This does that very well in this murder mystery genre. Yep. Like it does, it, it it very clearly is the type of movie that it is, and also very, but also has something to say. Like weaves yes. in, yeah, this commentary, <laughs> yes. which like again. Everything is like every movie is political. Every like piece mm-hmm. of media, whether or not it's intentional, it it's is political, political because mm-hmm. it is colored by the lens with which the person who created it like views the world. Mm-hmm. So, it, regardless of whether or not they are outrightly saying like this is what I'm saying, they're still saying There's something. There's still politics in there. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yes. So it's nice that this movie like actually like intentionally put that in there and. I hope some people get it, something some out of it. social commentary I, and a whodunit. Yeah, Thank you. I hope some Thank people you. get something yep. out of it because yep. it's one of those movies where I feel like it's it is it would be easy to just be like, oh yeah, I love this as like this thing or like oh, that's not me. Yeah. And I'm like I definitely know some people who like don't think that's them. That that's them. Like who they are definitely that. <laughs> yeah, <person. laughs> where I'm like I, you know, I worked at you know private Catholic institution and like there are plenty of those people who like would never think that that's them like they they're like oh no i'm here like i'm learning about you know like social justice and you know i'm a social justice major yes (laughs) there's a joke about that there's social justice warriors they make some there's the acronym uh, well it's the whole thing about like meg is going to school for she's getting a degree in this whole thing but then when given the opportunity meg is still going to be like the privileged like selfish white girl yeah and tell like yeah her family that marta's mother is uh, undocumented undocumented, like in order to get that leverage yeah so yeah, it's <laughs> it's a good it's a good uh, movie on a lot of different fronts and mm-hmm. does a lot of things very well. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a fun fun movie. It's so much fun, <laughs> and, and I mean that's the thing. Like we've been talking about like the layers of it and all the murder mystery and like the social commentary, but like at its heart, like what you're gonna walk away from the theater with is like that was fun yeah like you're gonna walk out of the movie theaters be like that was such a blast yes it's entertaining entertainment for once yeah oh god like i watched um what was it oh uh uh, murder on the orient express oh uh Oh, yeah Yeah, the kenneth branagh oh my god i like so tedious yeah slog through that thing. Yeah, yeah that was that yeah. was rough That's the opposite <laughs> of fun yeah <laughs> so yeah i'm glad that this is i this is not that yeah not in any way reminiscent of that other than that so it's, it's more like get out mystery. and less like murder on the orient express i like that as our <laughs> summary right more like get out less like an yeah. actual actor the christie movie <laughs> um yeah do we have any more notes stats um i wrote down um brought to you by chromebook because oh, like, yeah. <laughs> one of the first things you see is just like product placement of somebody using a Chromebook. <laughs> um, and I also have a very, very fast Kevin Bacon because it's oh, it's really easy. It is, yeah. um, Daniel Craig is in Road to Perdition with Tom Hanks, who is in Apollo 13 with Kevin Bacon. Oh, there we go. Yeah. That's the shortest one yet. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, besides that, I just have stats. Right. Which is, uh, this movie has an 8.1 on IMDb, it has an 82 on Metacritic, a 97 Rotten Tomatoes, and a 92 Audience Tomatoes. Mm. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. It's up there. Yep. Where it belongs. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, yeah, so, yeah, thank you for listening to that. Uh, we I have some recommendations are, yeah. if you like this movie. That's what I was going to get oh, into. Oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah no, no, in. you just jumped the gun. <laughs> I did. You just jumped the Chekhov's gun. <laughs> <laughs> Chekhov's retractable knife. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, what do you got for us for recommendations? Okay, if you like this type of uh, puzzle where the lines actually, the, the tangled web actually all connects at the end, there's a fantastic book that was just translated into English called the Devotion of Suspect X um, by a Japanese author. And it was so much fun that when I got to the end, I gasped, closed it, started reading it again, right? Like, because it, it had that same, oh, wait, I can't figure it out. I can't figure it out, but it's all there. It's all there. It was, it's really phenomenal. So that's a contemporary um, mystery that I would suggest. Also, Brick, um, uh, Ryan Johnson's earlier film that he wrote and directed, which is an independent film. Um, have you seen Brick? I saw no. it like in college. I don't really okay. remember it very so well. So it's uh, uh, it's very odd. It's a noir film set in a high school, right? So it's teenagers. Uh, Veronica Mars. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> but no, it's moody. Yeah, yeah. People die. Like I think people die in Veronica Mars. Oh, I haven't seen Veronica Mars. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, don't <laughs> I, don't know. <laughs> no, I don't know. <laughs> Anyhow, it's very. I'm sure Lance will be able to let us know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That it, it's it, it's kind of very odd and not successful in what it's trying to do, but I give it so much credit because it does this very odd thing by putting the, by smashing those two genres together. I would suggest Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy, which I have recommended before. The uh, four part uh, late maybe mid eighties um, BBC version, not the remake that has um, Cumberbatch in it, but that that version, the Alec Guinness one, because that the opening scene of that is where five people come into a room to have a meeting and you can tell by how each of them enters the room their personality very similar to like how people sit in that chair to be interviewed that you just immediately no talking no anything you already know everything you need to know about the characters and you can figure out who did it very early on and it's very smart it's really good um obviously all of the poirot tv shows uh the television series the movies that are um agatha christie and then last but not least i would recommend raymond chandler who's a, a, another very well-regarded um, mystery writer, really does some wonderful takedowns of Agatha Christie, which are a joy to read. So even, I don't mind Agatha Christie, but I prefer Raymond Chandler, and he t really takes her down in publications. There we go. That's all. All right. What do you got for us, Colin? Well, if you like these types of mystery things, obviously the writings of Sir Arthur Conan Doyle, the, yep. the collective works of Sherlock Holmes, yep. um, the BBC show Sherlock. Yep. Um, but if you like mysteries um, with a female protagonist, I'm going to recommend the novels by um, Elizabeth Peters. Um, it's about a victorian woman and her egyptologist husband and they always solve these different mysteries usually centered around egypt and all these different things they're right. like pulpy and fun and like it's kind of light-hearted mystery novels but they're like a lot of fun with really well-drawn characters and a female protagonist so right. the novels of elizabeth peters awesome um, let's see. I'm not really big on like murder mysteries. Uh, about who done I'm it? sure there's like plenty yeah. of like murder podcasts out there where we can find that. There are yeah. five million <laughs> murder podcasts. Uh, what was that? Oh, uh, what was that Karen Letters thing? That one was oh, such a good... Oh, the, the Karen and Ellen Letters. Yes, that yes. was such a fun listen. 
Uh, I'd recommend that. It's not really like a murder mystery. It's not a murder mystery, but it is. What the fuck is it going on? It definitely has some mystery elements yeah. to it, like <laughs> as it goes on. And yes, if you've not listened to the Karen and Ellen letters, listen to the Karen and Ellen letters. That is <laughs> top notch. Yeah, podcast. <laughs> like, hmm. Outside of that, um, uh, Steven Universe is back. Like, do that because that's just like a nice bright spot of joy that uh the first uh i think four like episodes came out last night um yeah that's i I love that show so much and everyone should be watching it because um yeah it's one of those things that like schitt's creek very much like schitt's creek uh very much like kim's convenience just Mm -hmm. like makes you feel happy at the end there's like a warm like, fuzzy feeling that yeah. you have as opposed to existential dread <laughs> the way yeah. like, in, in, the, in the way of Shit's Creek where it's like Arrested Development but people like learn lessons and become better people yeah it's fun <laughs> and genuinely care for one another yeah <laughs> yep. uh, so yeah that, I'll recommend those things uh, completely off the beaten path of murder mystery <laughs> <laughs> yay well, awesome. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, you can find us on the socials. We are on Twitter and Instagram at IWITWT. We are at IWITWT.com. Um, uh, let's see, Facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash IWITWT. And you can find both Colin and I individually. I am at Catharticus. I am at Colin Munch. And yeah, Tara is around. She's in the ether. She's just hanging out. She's yep. in Janet's Boyd. I'm in Janet's Boyd. I love it. All right. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next time. Bye.